Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I am Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan, joined by the honorary Warner Brother, Tim. Tim, you're the honorary uh, Warner Brother during football season. How you doing? How you doing? Got the full-size headphones, I see you. Yeah, had to break them out. Uh, lost my actual headphones. Here we are. Apparently, it might be even better. Mini dilemma. Better my quality, so we'll take that. Keenan, how you doing? I think that my, I'm great. My quality sounds good. Great football weekend. I mean, I could say that every weekend, but I'm Bills Philly made the weekend just a great weekend overall. Every other game could have been terrible. They weren't, but every other game could have been terrible. And that game alone would have made it game. a great football weekend. So it was a bizarre game, but it was a great game. It was. Oh, it absolutely was. It. That's a championship pedigree game. That's exactly what that was. Everything about it. Everything Absolutely. About it. We Absolutely. hope to see that game um, in the playoffs because that'll be fun to watch. Maybe even a Super Bowl. That'd be a good one. I don't actually. I don't want the Bills in the Super Bowl. But you know what? If it happened to happen, that means hey, if Josh they're playing Allen like that, a historic run, I'll take so. any team that's playing like that in the Super Bowl. We just want offense. Fair enough. Um, so. I mean, look, we are after Fair tonight, enough. after tonight's Monday night game, we will officially be in week 13. Why is that relevant? That means two thirds of the season will have been completed. Right. And uh, after week six, guys, we had mm-hmm. quite a few predictions uh, as far as who we were worried about. Yep. What will happen after week 12? Uh, I actually went back and listened earlier. So I have all of what we said recorded here Uh do you guys want to start with that? Do you guys want to start with yesterday's slate? Where do we want to go? You want to end with the predictions or do you want to start with the predictions? Start with it. All right. Start with it. Well, start with it. Let's, let's look start and see what it. we got. First off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I know. The one, go on, Tom. I was going to say, the one I know I said was that Joe Burrow was going to be in the MVP race. And unfortunately, he got injured or else I believe he would have actually. He got his way there three weeks ago. And then I think he would have been around it. I do. But, you know, you never know. Obviously, the Ravens game might go differently. There wasn't like a blowout at the halftime. So if they beat the Ravens and the Steelers, he's definitely in it. Obviously, if they lose both, which it could have happened, he wouldn't be. I'll so tease that this. one's up in the air. We'll never I'll tease know. this. We got That's quite no a bit right for the predictions. I'll say that more than you would think. Um, let's actually let's breeze through a couple of games yesterday. And then let's get to the predictions because that could take a sizable chunk. And uh, I know there's three or four games we want to talk about, mainly the Sunday night game, mainly Bill's Eagles. Um, And then if there's any other small ones on the side you want to talk about. But where would you like to start, Bill's Eagles, or would you like to start with Sunday night football? I'm going to start with Sunday night. Um, Real quick, Ravens defense is real. It's just real. Uh, We knew it. Uh, it's been that way all year. Kyle Hamilton jumps off the screen every time you see him. He's been playing great. Uh, but they just play great team defense. And it makes me think back to a couple years ago when Joe Burrow lit him up pretty much for a 1,000 yards and like eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns in those two games where I was like, this doesn't even feel right. Like the Ravens are like built on defense. And this team this year is built exactly as a few feel the Ravens team should be built. And Lamar – Fits Baltimore, everything about him. That team, that team seems so scary. And um, 
it's going to be very interesting to see them moving forward in the playoffs. I just, I pray to the heavens that Lamar can stay healthy. And if that happens, Absolutely. then Tim, how'd you feel about the game? I kind of got to piggyback off of that. The Ravens defense has been playing incredible this year at home. They're on a different level, but it was to the point where this week in fantasy, I almost started the Ravens defense against the chargers who normally light up defenses. Like that's saying something. So, um, it's pretty nice to see if you had like any future on like Ravens Super Bowl just getting there. Their defense could probably carry them right there because their offense realistically could score 13 and they could win every single playoff game. Um, it's it's great to see from the Ravens that Lamar doesn't have to be a 400 yard guy in four touchdowns for them to win games. So it like Keenan said, I'm happy that Lamar's there because it's like perfect. He can just sit back run a little, throw a little, and they're going to win. Their defense is keeping them in it. Well, first, let me agree with you guys. This defense is definitely for real. This defense is where it needs to be if they have Super Bowl aspirations. Because like you said, it can't just be Lamar carrying the offense, right? They have dealt with injuries since the beginning, per usual. But I'd be lying if I said I'm not a little worried about this team. Um, And I'll get to it later when we do get to our look ahead and get into like what we said six weeks ago, but I'm a tad bit worried, right? The chargers, we've talked about them each week with Brandon Staley, uh, just how inconsistent they are. That's a game. And I get, you know, they're coming off some emotional games and I get they're coming off some good wins and some weird games, some physical games, but I would like to see the Ravens win by 10 there. Uh, the Chargers did nothing to want to win that game, but also the Ravens were just like keeping the Chargers around. Like they were asking for Herbert to go and take them down and at least get that field goal at the end. Uh, he didn't do it and couldn't do it once again. Uh, but I don't know. I would have liked to have seen a little more out of the Ravens offense, just put them to bed. And, you know, we've talked about it. The three losses are all kind of in the same fashion where they're up double digits most of the game. Then it gets to the single digits. Then it gets to a one score game. And, you know, next thing you know, we've the Ravens lost or they're in overtime. Uh, and it was ripe for that last night. Again, the Chargers couldn't do it. So that's why I'm a little worried about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, in general, I mean, I said before I liked them better than the Chiefs. Now I don't really know, honestly. Uh, I would like to see, I think I thought by now the Ravens would have like a complete victory. I feel like we're either getting offensive onslaughts or a defensive uh, performance from the Ravens. I would like to see a game where Lamar does put up like 400 total yards, but the defense is also dominating. I mean, you could say they did that against the Lions too, but I'd like to see it later on in the season. Uh, I feel like we haven't seen a complete victory from them in a few weeks. Uh, However, though, obviously they're still elite of the elite in the AFC. It's just a matter of what's their ceiling exactly look like. To me, they're, I mean, obviously, I know you believe they have a championship ceiling, but you, I know what you're saying by that. Um, I think that they have a high ceiling, and I think this is going to be really odd for us to hear. I think it kind of does come down a little bit to OBJ right now because of how Mark Andrews is. I'm seeing a lot of his connection, like he's thrown deep balls to OBJ underneath on slant routes. OBJ has been looking healthy. He's been looking like he's getting back to – Maybe not four three, but like four four. 
speed. Like he's looking very good. Obviously, Zay Flowers is a nice X factor. Bateman can make catches here and there, but Isaiah Likely's athletic. Their running attack's great because they have they have three different backs for three different situations. You have Gus Edwards, the power guy; Keaton Mitchell, the speed guy; Justice Hill, kind of just like your a uh, receiving back, kind of can get you on third and long, whatever your third down guy. But I think OBJ is the X factor here because I do think he still has five catches of 115 and a touchdown in him on given nights. Not like he can give you that every night, but a big spot, he can go and get you that. I mean, we saw against the Bengals, he kind of did that, but I think he can still do that. So it really comes down to him, and I know he's a little hampered with that shoulder. Second half, he really didn't play, but we'll see if he can stay healthy because if he does, I think he's actually going to be surprisingly their X factor. And going into the season, you might not have thought that because he's thought he might I not agree with all that, good. and you know what? It's going to sound funny hearing me say this. I think their X factor truly is Lamar Jackson. Uh, they might get Mark Andrews back, right? Like I originally said out for the season, but they might get him back for the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting nervous. A, like I'm just a Lamar fan. Been a fan of him ever since he got in the league. So like I'm I'm rooting. Same. Yeah, exactly. 100%. We really thought. I was so upset when we we traded down and then we're like at 32, he's like, he's at Thursday, he's there. And we're like, oh no, they got Sony Michelle instead. Yay. Could have had Lamar. I love that. <laughs> I was like, if we can go to Brady two years into Lamar, it was my perfect thought. I was like, oh my goodness, my life's complete. And then we went with the worst hey, of the two Georgia backs. I'll say so, that at least. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he did play well in that. Like, it was good enough to help against and the Atlanta like, Falcons. He played a big, so pretty sure, right? He played a big role in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought no, Sony was in played. that one too. James White. No, because it would have came after. That's right. No. Yeah, no, James White. He was in in the Rams one, but he did play well throughout that Rams playoff run. So kudos to Sony Michelle, but I would have rather had Lamar. We got so many Super Bowls. We got so many Super Bowls. I get them mixed up. But but honestly, like, I'm (laughs) as someone who supports (laughs) Lamar, as someone who, you know, I'm rooting for them to make it to the Super Bowl. I want to see them versus whoever comes out of the NFC. Uh, I can't help but just get nervous and more nervous and more nervous as these weeks pass. I mean, even last night, he had a couple slips like he did in the Bengals game where you're like, did he just sprain his ankle? Is something wrong with his knee? Like, it's been two years in a row of this. And low-key, I mean, he's still a young quarterback, but doesn't have the greatest postseason success. So, I mean, if he could at least, honestly, if you look at most QBs throughout history, their stats really go down in the playoffs. So, you know, if he could just be slightly above average in the playoffs, you're probably looking at something of like an AFC championship run for the Ravens. It's a matter of can they do it? Can he stay healthy? Can he play consistent enough? I believe he can do all that, but it is a big if in his career as of right now. So to me, he's the X factor. Odell's almost like, you know, frosting on the cake kind of thing you know what i mean so but i mean it's true though i mean odell has come along here in the second half of the season uh looks promising looks faster but you know if they can get that along with andrews coming back there's really no reason for lamar to falter or to lose before the afc championship game if that's the case if odell's giving you that if all your weapons are giving you that if the defense is playing that well and if you get mark andrews back no reason for them to fail Uh, Tim, I'm going to let you respond to that because then I have one last point. Before on the season, like and I'll even season. say last year I was on this train too, 
or not last year, but I guess two years ago, I kind of thought OBJ was tapped, was just tank empty when he got to L.A. He, like, played a little bit. But then after that ACL tear, I thought right there he'd be done. But from what we saw last week against the Bengals, he looked pretty good. And he did look pretty good last night. Like Keenan said, he didn't really play in the second half. But on when he was out there, uh, there was a couple passes that I thought kind of looked like prime OBJ where he took a slant. And I was like, he might cut that, and that's a 70-yard touchdown. Um, So it is good to see. For me, I think the X factor for this team, if we're not saying it's Lamar and it's not OBJ, I think they need to get Zay Flowers involved in every single game from here on out. First round, wide receiver, he's shifty. He can, You can run it with him. You can throw it, whatever it is. He had a really good night last night, two touchdowns. But he had like 50 total yards, or it was like 60. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even see the it. Celebration is ass, quote-unquote, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does the flower. The oh, he had like thing. a bouquet toss over his head off the last <laughs> flowers, and L- Lamar thought that, that he had was the fun. nice rush. He said that after he um, said that after for the touchdown, and he, he that just kind of shows day. like what he can do. Um, so for me, I, I want to mm. get him more involved, get him on some slants, whatever it is. Like, let's get him out in the open field. He's going to be hard to tackle. So uh, without Mark Andrews there, if OBJ isn't going to step up and be like what you guys think he can, uh, then it has to come down to Zay Flowers because Lamar can't do it all. But their running attack is really good. Keaton Mitchell looks fast. He looks difficult to play against. So, <laughs> Yes. Um, again, I made this comparison a few years back, and I think it feels even more right to me right now. Lamar Jackson feels always felt like to me like Giannis in the NBA cross sport comparison. And I, he feels like Giannis to me because he felt like a freak of a guy coming in. You're like, what is this? Obviously Giannis six eleven can run, has handle can run the floor and just the modern day Shaquille O'Neal for like what you have. He always felt like that, but then Giannis had his postseason struggles and you're like, okay, Lost to the Heat, had like built the wall against him. Lost to the Raptors, they were up. Uh, they lost four straight to the Raptors, and they're like, okay, can Giannis get it done in the playoffs? I know without the jump shot, can he get it done? And what he did was had a historic Finals run. Especially, obviously, they beat Kevin Durant that year. He got injured, and after Game One in the Finals, I think averaged like thirty six. He had a fifty point Game Six. I think Lamar's poise. If Lamar is as good as we think he can be. I think Lamar is poised for a run kind of like that. I've always thought the Lamar Jackson to Giannis was a comparison, like cross sport if you had to give one just because of the freakish athleticism of each of them. And I think Lamar is – I think it's time for – if it feels time for Lamar to go on one of those historic runs because I think he's an historically great player. I mean, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be historic, especially the way the AFC is. But my thing is, if not now, then when? True. Uh, if you got Joe Burrow out, you got the Chiefs genuine, like definitely weak. They are like as weak as they've ever been throughout their run. Uh, and you would expect no matter what happens next year, yep. whether it's free agency, whether it's the draft, that they at least get one guy who can like really, you know, earn the trust of Mahomes, you would mm-hmm. think. So right now. Yep. Right. No Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen might be out the picture. Like you might just Josh Allen might be gone. So. Two of the three best quarterbacks, arguably in the league, depending on how you have Hurts, um, Lamar and him, are not even going to be in the big like in the dance. And Mahomes, 
as probably the worst cast exactly. of weapons. Team for team right now, the Ravens, have. you would take the Ravens over the Chiefs. Uh, that's why, again, last night's win, even though it was a win, it was concerning to me. You love to see them just get out of there by a touchdown, get out of there by 10, and they couldn't do it. Whatever, a win's a win, but yep. I don't know. I'd like to see a little more. Now, again, you get the Chiefs in that situation. You, could, you can also get them at home. That's the thing here. They can take over that one seed unanimously. Like the Chiefs, thing with the Chiefs, though, they have a pretty easy schedule here down the stretch. So, yeah, the Ravens do not. And the Ravens, Ravens do, do not. not. They have the they have the Rams, which is not going to be an easy game because the Rams now they have Kyron Williams back. They look like at least they can get points. So you got to put up points with them. The defense is good, but then after that, go to Jacksonville, which is actually maybe easier than playing them on the road. Jacksonville's five and zero in the on the road this year, which is kind of surprising. Um, and then you go to San Fran, and then you have and then you host the Dolphins which that might be better for you just because that could be a inclement weather game. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe we'll see how the Dolphins can do in that December-style weather. But that's a tough three-game stretch. If they can come out 2-1, and one, if not 3-0, and oh, and then really solidify themselves for that one. And then they do play the Steelers last week of the season. The Steelers are going to be playing right. for the playoffs, so that's not an easy game either. And it's Ravens-Steelers, so that, again, that game is just in a completely different box that's his own nfl exactly game. it's not even exactly it'll predict. be something uh let's actually let's pivot to the thanksgiving games and the black friday game and then let's hit on a couple from yesterday namely jags texans and then uh eagles bills obviously we'll do those two and then we'll move on to the week 12 things so what did you guys think of the three games on thanksgiving okay. we had three big favorites uh the lions let us down uh what do you guys think Mm. Uh, Tim, you go. I uh, do you want us to actually wait? Do you want us to talk about we'll, all three games? We'll go in order. Uh, I think Cowboys I think this first game will take us the longest because okay. you know it was a little more unexpected. So uh, yeah, let's start with Lions Packers. Then we'll move on to the Cowboys mm-hmm. game and then so forth. I woke up Thanksgiving morning. Okay. And I I had this sneaky feeling that I should play the Packers defense in fantasy football. It was crazy. And I went and looked at it on ESPN and they were projected like 2.7 points. So I was like, you know what? I'm crazy. Why would I do that? Should have played really, really well. They kind of dominated. Um, Jordan Love looked really good. <laughs> um, if I did, I do I think the Packers won this game? Sure. But I think Jared Goff kind of lost this game. Three turnovers. I don't, did he throw picks? I have no idea. I, I turned the game off after the third fumble. I was like, that's it. Yes. He threw. He doesn't say he threw. I think it was he not threw great. a pick as um, well in this if, game. Like, it, it wasn't no pick, great. So just three fumbles. If they just get points, a field goal on yeah. two of those drives. That's a completely different game. You're not playing for, you know, a two-score game at the end. Like, the box score looks like this game was close because it was 29-22. to 22. They got a garbage-time touchdown, and then they had no chances of winning. But if they just get points there and they don't turn over, the fumble's not a, you know, fumble six. Like, that, it all came down to Jared Goff, and he kind of crumbled. And we've kind of seen that now for two weeks in a row. He just wasn't able to do it this week. Um, so I, I do have some worries about the Lions. I've kind of moved them down in my rankings. Um, I know we had talked about them last week after the Bears fiasco, whatever we want to call that. Um, but yeah, I do have some kind of worries about this. 
Felipe um, Fiasco. They still look like they can run the ball. Both the running backs were involved, and Amon Ross still had a great game. But I don't know. A little worried. Jerry Goff, you need to play better in the cold. One one thing you might have left out, and maybe you didn't see this because of the uh, the fumble after you turned the but Dan Campbell channeled his inner Brandon Staley. I did see it. And went for that I fake did. pun. Inside their own oh my 30. God, that was dumb. Inside their own 30. Uh, that, that more than anything else, right? Like I would have, I'm still kind of giving this loss a pass more than I probably should. I said that like I'm a fucking NFL aficionado or some shit, but like divisional matchup, Thanksgiving, whatever. But going for inside your own 30, when they finally had some momentum, they scored, they're going on downs in that one. Sure. If that's at the 40, I'm okay with that call inside your own 30. And then you essentially give the Packers a score after that. Then it was basically game over after that. That was concerning to me. That's that was at that point. I was like, all right, because we were talking last week about Cowboys versus Lions. I asked myself, would even Mike McCarthy do that and settled on? No. So that's my, that's my true worry with the Lions is if they really get just like out there in the playoffs, they will definitely be in the playoffs for sure. So like, you know, if they're in a spot like that where they're down 10, do we got to be liable for them to go go for it or run a fake punt inside their own 30 or run a fake field goal when they could just take the points? Like, that's the kind of thing I'm worried about with the Lions. And that's really like the Dan Campbell of last year and the Dan Campbell of old that we saw. He's always been aggressive and it's worked in his favor a lot. But this is the negative side of it when uh, that was a winnable game. And he essentially threw that game away with that fake punt. What do y'all think? I don't like the fake punt. I know Timmy said that he didn't like the fake punt. I, I do. There are certain situations where the Cardinals being like fourth and two, the Cardinals playing the Rams per se. Like if they did it, like whatever. Like at this point, like they're just throwing things out there at this point. Like have fun, do those kind of things. I understand you don't, but you also you have to be kind of smart with where and how you do them because you don't want to set a lackadaisical, we don't care kind of atmosphere in the locker room like ah oh, we're just gonna go out there and do whatever we want to do but you like those lesser teams that need sparks you can take those chances because you need to get something to get your team going the lions this loss is disappointing for me because of even if, if they would have lost to the bears and then lost this game or like either one like whatever would have been worse this one was worse to me because obviously I'm not in the Lions locker room by any means. But this is a Thanksgiving game. This is the best Lions team we might have ever seen feel like us like seeing felt. Obviously, like they had the Barry Sanders teams and they went to the playoffs, but like it's not like there's playoff success here. And like this could possibly be the best Lions team we've ever seen on the field together. They're rolling. They were coming off of a tough win. And you, I just felt like this was a spot where you make a statement. Okay, like, yeah, no, I see what, okay, San Fran, I see you over here. Philly, I see you over here. Like, we're here to, Dallas, I see you. We're here to show you guys that we can compete with all of you guys. And they just laid an egg. And Jared Goff was, to me, the problem. And Dan Campbell, that decision, that doesn't help either. But Jared Goff, you've got to not turn the ball over. You cannot turn the ball over like that. That game was 29-22, and you had chances late. 
try doing that against Philly, try doing that against Dallas, try doing that against San Fran and see how the game goes. It's not going to go. Try doing that in a couple weeks to the Vikings when they get Justin Jefferson back. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Like that's not going to go great for you. I want to shout out Jordan Love real quick. Last two games, it's been 588 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, about a 117 rating. They're averaging 26 points a game over Rock that. Christian Obviously, Watson I know there was a defensive too. tour, but but Christian Watson back to life. And so I don't want to write the eulogy on Jordan Love. I know people, obviously, depending on who you listen to in the media, like, okay, he can't be a franchise guy, blah, 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 whatever. Like, it's hard. It was they've been missing Aaron Jones a lot of the season. Christian Watson's been missing for a, a decent amount of the season as well. Obviously, it's a completely new offense that you're learning because Matt LaFleur had to change the offense for Aaron Rodgers. We know how big of a part Aaron Rodgers is. So you're implementing your own offense, getting used to the game a little bit. You were hoping for a little bit more because he's been sitting. So, like, there's been things. But, like, right now, these last couple games, hopefully he can progress that forward. We can see maybe what he can be. So good game from Jordan Love. I want to just shout that out so we don't focus only on the Lions aspect of it. But they're the more pivotal and important aspect of it. Obviously, the Packers put themselves now in a we could make the wild card depending on what Minnesota and what um, Seattle does now. But yeah, that's I exactly where I wanted to go next. I mean, the Packers are right on the outside looking in now, uh, not far off from where the Vikings are and, and so forth. Yep. Um, it's really interesting because, I mean, that's kind of the team I expected early on. I expect them to be more well-coached, whereas coaching was really hindering them, along with the injuries, like you mentioned, to Aaron Jones. Uh, Watson hasn't been healthy a lot of the year. Um, but I did think he – what's that? Their defense, too, has been injured, but go on. And their defense. I said I was saying their defense has had a lot of injuries, yeah. too. Like, Jair has missed a lot. Uh, they've missed some No, for sure, yeah. And I, you know, I thought Jordan Love would be a little better because, you know, like you said, the offense is different, but it's still the same OC, and it still would at least be what he was running with the second team, uh, you know, during practice and such and in preseason. So I thought he'd be a little yeah. better, but, hey, better late than never. They're going to make a late push here. Uh, I think we're going to get some really exciting Vikings-Packers games here down the stretch. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be fun to watch. And we'll touch on what the postseason picture looks like down the road too. Uh, Tim, any any thoughts on the Packers? I don't necessarily think that they can really go on a run, um, but they are on the outside looking in. They do have a shot at it. They would have to kind of run the table. And, I mean, we've seen Packers teams run the table before. So uh, I wouldn't say that they're eliminated by any any sense, but I just don't have a lot of faith. Like you said, they're playing the Vikings. Vikings are going to be a tough matchup for them. Hell, I even think the Bears might be a tough matchup for them if Justin Fields gets hot. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think it's not necessarily realistic to see them as a playoff team. But, hey, maybe I'll have to eat those words here in a couple months. So, but yeah. We've seen crazier things. Uh, moving on to Cowboys commanders, though. I mean, I don't have a ton. What do you guys feel like? How do you guys feel about the Cowboys moving forward, coming from this game? Did you learn anything new? Did you expect a closer game because it was a rival on Thanksgiving, or did this game go as expected? Um, I'm going to just quickly say because I don't have too too much. It was a little bit more out. It was a little bit more of a blowout than I was expecting. I had 33-21. I thought they were going to win this game handily. I didn't think it was going to be too, too much just because of how bad Washington's past defense is now that they got rid of their two best defensive players. But they, they're 
again, the best team in the league when it comes to beating up on inferior competition. There is no team you would rather have. Whatever the spread is for that day, like that is the probably the good bet. So it's they're just showing that they can do it. They just have to go out and do it. I want to shout out Bland. Five pick sixes already. Breaking <laughs> a record already just in 11 weeks. Like I know a lot of like records from the past like were done in 12 weeks when you saw – um, Eric Dickerson's rushing. Like, there was a lot of things that was done in like 12 or 14 games back in the day. Like, this is up there with anything like special wise. And then I think Dak has to be now in, he has to be in a defensive player of the year, Bland. And then Dak has to be in an MVP conversation. Dak's had one bad game all season. Everybody's had a bad game all season. His just so happens to be against the 49ers on live TV. So it sticks with us more than anything else. But, He's 23 touchdowns, six picks, 107 rating. He's been playing phenomenal all season aside from that one game. And it like and that game made us feel so like we were like, okay, is Brock Purdy better than Dak? Is like how what do we feel about Dak? I would take Jared. Like a lot of it. And obviously these questions will mean way more answered in the playoffs when we see him in big spots, but in this next stretch, honestly. But He's got to be in the MVP race, and I think Dak's playing some of the best I definitely agree that Dak is playing some of the best football. Statistically, he's kind of on this crazy tear. Uh, but they've failed to play any good teams. Like, every team they've played has been a losing record, and then the one team they played with a winning record, they got demolished. Um, also, Dak has played two bad games this season. They lost to the Cardinals. Uh, so, I'll say that. Even if statistically he wasn't bad, you shouldn't lose to the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's – I mean, he – yeah, I was going to say he wasn't great against the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll give you that. He wasn't great against the Cardinals. And if you want to count the Giants week one, I don't really count didn't that. He didn't the do time anything, but he could have laid on the ball. ball the they were up to blowing him out, so <laughs> – yeah. yeah, so I was going to say, yeah, he's played – to me, he's played one true bad game this year, but it's, uh, the it's funny to see the Cowboys because so they're playing all these bad teams, and they like refuse to let off the pedal. They're just 40, 35, 47. What like they're scoring incredibly? They might be pretty close to like the highest point total we've ever seen if they keep playing like this. I just want to see them play against some good teams. I definitely still have them. Like I think I have them fifth in my rankings here. Um, so I'd say they're like right around a top five team. It's just difficult to rank them because we haven't seen them play really any competition, or at least the only time we've seen them play. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Is I was gonna say we'll know. We'll know right it's going to be huge. Year. Yeah, this next two months. The next five games. Whew. Yeah, just to respond to what you oh said, Keenan. Um, well, both oh of you. Boy. I mean, the fact that they are on this tear against lesser teams. Uh, I'd never hold that against good teams and especially great teams when you're killing the teams you're supposed to. Like I always hate, I don't hate the argument like, Oh, they played such and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only think that's apropos if they're not blowing them out. Right. If you're getting these lesser teams and you're playing down to your competition, then you can absolutely use that. But if you're playing all these teams and just blowing them out, like the chargers, right? Like, like the, the chargers yeah. last night. Yeah. Absolutely. Ravens Absolutely. Wise, exactly. Like and uh, so that's why I'm starting to gain confidence in the Cowboys, especially like we've been talking the last couple of weeks as it pertains to the Cowboys versus the Lions, both in very similar spots. Right. Lions are coming off more of a uh, 
an emotional Sunday against the Bears, right? Cowboys had the Panthers, but they both have division rivals at home. Lions stunk it up. Cowboys lit it up. Uh, so that's kind of where I give the Cowboys a little bit of an edge is stuff like that. But, you know, with the Dak thing, MVP, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Like, technically, he is in the conversation, whatever being in the conversation means. But to me, like, I'm still exactly where I was last Sunday where I'm like, none of these QBs deserve it. Last night was a situation where Lamar could have really solidified it. Didn't. Uh, Mahomes is still playing pretty average for Mahomes standards. Uh, And none of these QBs deserve it to me. Like, I just, no one has separated themselves. And you know what's crazy is, you know, if we're talking just QBs with this award, Purdy really has a chance to cement himself after uh, Sunday's game versus the Eagles, which we'll talk about. Um, I mean, of course, Hurts does too, but even Hurts, Hurts hasn't played outstanding. I thought his season last year was better up to this point. Granted, they're still 10-1, and one, but it's just still a super weird year, and I'd much rather see someone like McCaffrey or Tyree Kill get it. That's where I'm at, and it's still we still got plenty of time left, but I yeah. really hope we don't get to the point where it's you know week 18 and all these QBs have a case, like six different QBs have a case, because then you really should go with McCaffrey or Hill or whoever. Even I don't care if Miles Garrett gets it. Like I just don't think... Again, this is my complaint from last week. I just do not like a QB only MVP award because that minimizes the award at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do agree with that 100%. I just want to say I think the person who has the best chance to Could. leap is that. It's right though. there for him. I mean, when you when I mean just because of just because of the schedule when you if you're telling me he goes Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, and they go four and one over that stretch, he plays well. Maybe the only loss they like they beat the Eagles, and maybe the only loss they suffer is to like the Dolphins or something. He could definitely get his way into the conversation. I think the way his statistics look, and then I think he can change his entire narrative. Um, just based off that, and obviously, as we know, regardless of how we feel about it, the MVP does come down to narrative as well as it does to other things as well. So I think Dak is probably in this position to pole vault the most out of anybody. To be completely honest, if I have to bet right now, I think they might give it to Jalen Hurts because I think you go with narrative and moments, and you think of moments, you're like, okay, Bill's game, pass to Sicarius. Well, I mean, we'll really get into that in a minute, but that pass there is like, okay, big time touchdown. Like, okay. Beat the chiefs. Okay. Beat the dolphins. Like every team that was, has an MVP candidate on their team. He beats, especially if they beat the 49ers and he outplays Purdy and outplays McCaffrey. It's like, okay, every team that he possibly could have, that would have an MVP candidate over him. He beat. So do you guys have anything on Niners Seahawks? And do you have anything on the black Friday game? That you'd like to say that. I mean, both both the games kind of went how everybody was expecting them. Nobody was expecting Tim Boyle to beat the Dolphins. And I don't really think anybody was expecting a banged up Seahawks team to really beat the 49ers. So, uh, yeah, just went how we expected. They were big favorites for a reason. They both got it done like they should have against bad teams. So We did see a Hail Mary 6, too. Yeah. I think the... That was... Yeah, the Hail Mary six is crazy. Um, I think that the only the only thing I want to say, I mean, the Dolphins game went pretty much how I thought. I thought it was going to be a little bit more of an offensive explosion from them. 
Uh, the only thing I want to say is I think the 49ers take themselves to a next level when they give Debo the ball more. I think sometimes they they go with Ayuk, they, Ayuk, they go with Kittle, they go with McCaffrey, obviously. McCaffrey, you need to feature. like He's the go-to must, but I think they get to a next level when Debo gets 10 I'll to say this. touches in a game. I think he's so electric with the ball. I mean, all not that Kittle can't be the same way or Ayuk can't be the same way. I just think Debo gives them – a little bit more of that Absolutely. physicality and Absolutely. toughness. It definitely gives to a it. toughness to that offense, a ruggedness to that offense. Um, the only thing I'll really say about Jets, Dolphins, is Tua still has these throws each game where you're like, what the hell was that? Uh, where I cannot put him in the elite of the elite conversation. Uh, he has, like, honestly, like four or five of them where you're like, there was no yeah. need for that. Granted, they're playing the Jets, and you know it didn't really come back to bite them. Um, mm-hmm. The Debo conversation. Ken, you kind of hypothetically threw out there when I was talking about Aaron Hernandez and Travis Kelsey last week. You said, well, you know, what about Debo and Justin Jefferson? Does that make Debo better than Justin Jefferson? And I said, well, Justin Jefferson's obviously the most complete receiver, but, you know, I feel like we haven't really seen Debo at his peak yet. Uh, That game, just as much like, because they don't really start putting him in the backfield as much as they do in the postseason until about this point in the season. Then they really start up in those reps and when you see that in motion with McCaffrey and the versatility they have it does kind of give Debo some credence in that conversation I wouldn't all the way put it there but man he really does separate himself when you see him running between tackles breaking plays open from the backfield and then you know of course in the passing game too so um he's got his own little argument that if he continued to play like that for years like three more years uh without injury which you know that's always been his concern He's got some argument there. And that's kind of what I was saying with Aaron Hernandez. That's a whole different conversation for another day. But when you can open up versatility like that and, uh, you know, just become a multifaceted weapon, uh, you know, Debo's going to get to see it before Aaron Hernandez did, obviously. But uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. Hernandez was on the cusp. That's it's kind of but people's argument in a – he was that's kind of what people's argument is like when you're talking quarterback and you're talking Lamar like when you just sit down and break down quarterbacking like being in the pocket obviously Lamar has made immense uh progression since his first like snap in the NFL but like you can compare someone like Kirk Cousins to Lamar and it's not crazy like the way they just sit back drop back break down pass but when you take that his running into it, like for me, why I always say like when I have this conversation with Joe DiZazzo, because Joe DiZazzo is lesser on running quarterbacks. I'm like, give me the best football player and I'll make it work winning. Like Lamar's a winner. Jalen hurts the same way. Jalen hurts and Lamar. They're winners. They might not have the most, like the best balls or whatever. They might not throw the prettiest spiral, but they they're winners and they're great football players. I know obviously you have to quarterback too, not like they can do that well, but the same thing with Debo. Debo might not have be the prettiest route runner. He might not have the best hands, but when you encompass everything, he's just one of the best football players in the league. He can just do what you need him to do. So it's kind of like how that argument is to me and a little different because it's obviously it's a quarterback to like a receiver and a scope. Heard that. Heard that. Uh, anything else on this topic or you guys want to move on to Sunday? Let's do uh, let's do the big divisional game. Sunday's let's good do Jags Texans. What did you guys <laughs> think about that game? 
I think CJ Stroud is probably better than like most quarterbacks in the league. And I think what he's showing me is that when I'm trying to draft a quarterback, if I was a GM, if I was a head coach, is you got to find somebody who can, as per, per, first of all, has to have good pocket awareness. CJ Stroud has wonderful pocket awareness, knows exactly when to run. But then he doesn't run. He just extends the play for his receivers to get open, and then he accurately puts the ball exactly where it needs to be. A lot of these guys, they they have the good pocket awareness, but then they scramble and they go and take a three-yard gain. Stroud will run an extra 50 yards sideline to sideline and then wait, and somebody will be open, and that's why he's been so great. Is He's just been able to extend the play so much, and then he can throw on the run really well. So it kind of just is perfect. Um, so for me, when I'm looking at these college guys, I'm, I'm definitely going to take that in, into consideration is can you extend the play? Can you throw on the run? Can you do, you know, what you need to do for your wide receivers to get open? Cause sometimes they're not going to be open and you can't just take like a three yard gain every now and then. Um, I still really like the Texans. I still think that they're probably going to be a playoff team. And I do actually think that they could, win a playoff game this year with a rookie quarterback, which is crazy, even though they lost this one. Um, if they had literally just gotten one yard further on that field goal, it, they would have they would have tied the game and gone in overtime. So I'm still – it's not that I'm big on the Jags now because they beat the Texans. I'm still on the Texans. I still think the Texans are the better team. A couple things, Keenan, before you go. Uh, you mentioned C.J. Stroud not running and extending plays. There was three or four plays to me yesterday where he had like a third and short, second and short, whatever, and he extended the play, and he had an easy first down, and he threw it. I think it was when they went for third and fourth and one, and they went from the gun, and each play he could have extended it and just picked up the first down himself. And Instead, they went for like 30-yard chunk plays. I did not like that. Um, In general, I do like this team. They're definitely mature beyond their years. They're definitely ahead of schedule. Um. The Jags, if you can figure them out, like you're a step ahead of everyone because I cannot figure this fucking team out for the life of me. It doesn't really surprise me that they won, but you mentioned beforehand, Keenan, they're 5-0 and on the road. Like, you know, they get blown out by the 49ers at home. They go through that London stretch, I think 4-0 and during that stretch, and then they're 5-0 and on the road. Like, none of it makes sense. Nothing to do with them makes sense at all. Uh, but... Texans, we're going to have another mini playoff game. They come off this one and they get the Broncos, who I believe has the same record, or if not, they're within a half game of each other. That's a big one. And they're favored by three and a half at home. I'm not really sure how I feel about that opening line. But, you know, we'll get to see it again with the Texans next week. That's going to be a big game for both teams. Keenan, I'll let you go. CJ Stroud, 350 total yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh, Lawrence ended up with two touchdowns, one pick. He had 368 yards passing. I think the thing about Lawrence is he doesn't panic. He needs to he needs to better hold on to the ball, which he's been doing the last couple weeks, minus the 49ers game. Obviously, he's been doing a little bit better. But the thing with that like makes you feel about the way you do with CJ Stroud, as we've talked about before, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have those like oh my god, wild plays, which isn't a problem. It's just the fact that he was talked about as if that was Mm -hmm. what he was going to do, so then you're waiting for it now. Like, if you didn't say, 
hey, you're going to be John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. When you saw them, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what are like, what is this? What is that? You're like, there is just as, as wow as advertised. And you're like, okay, Trevor's on that realm. You're like, okay, now my, son, now my level's heightened. We see Wemby. We're like, okay, we're talking about him like this. Now your sense of height, and you're like, oh, he puts up 38 against the Suns, balling on Kevin Durant. Okay, okay, I see what we're saying now. Like, I understand why we're talking about him as we do, because he makes crazy plays and does those things. We're just waiting for that from Lawrence to get that kind of feel. But when you just take quarterbacking, he's actually doing it very well, and he's playing very good quarterback. He's just not wowing you when you're going down the cj stroud side i really still like this texans team a lot i think they're fun i want them in the playoffs i just want i want them just for like a fan perspective just to watch him like i would like a trilogy of jags texans i would like that like that would be fun that's a fun first round matchup for me because i don't know who's gonna win it so i think that could be really fun and really exciting uh then then next week this game coming up you're right kyle it is a mini playoff game again and I'm all here for it. I'm I'm all here for it. I am very, very ready for this game. I'm very ready. For sure. I mean, I'm kind of stuck because I would love to see the Texans in the playoffs, but I kind of want to see how the Broncos look in that situation too, uh, as well as the Bills. Like the Bills, like we opened up this podcast saying, if that's the Bills we're going to get down the stretch, it's going to have to be. They got a tough schedule and they just need to play their ass off. But, you know, I kind of want to see that team and those are my three and we pick ideal two. teams. If the that, Browns and Steelers kind of where I'm at. way out, they're not going to. They're not going to. Like one of the two, one of the two at least. I thought the Browns were going to be a definite, but now that uh, I'm not sure what their quarterback situation is, they really might fall out. But the Steelers' schedule is so cupcake that they probably will manage to find their way in. If both of them could fall out and we could get Bills, Texans, we're only going to get two. Unfortunately, I'd be happy. Because the Broncos, at least you the get Browns, a, the Browns. Uh, yeah, I know the Browns schedule is pretty cupcake too. The only thing, thing we can hope for is if like PJ Walker starts the next two weeks. It'll probably just be next week. But if we got, excuse me, more more PJ Walker than DTR, yeah, might have a shot at it. And who knows in general? But you're right. I mean, both the Steelers and Browns it's definitely yes. more favorable. You guys want to go right into Bills Eagles? Yes. That's very, it's very upsetting. But yes, Timmy, do you want After to the first half no, of this game, we saw it was raining. I don't remember the score at halftime, but it definitely didn't look like it was going to hit the over. Um, I kind of checked out of the game and just started following it on the ESPN app for fantasy purposes. Um, but then I started seeing that this game was scoring uh, and I started watching it. I feel really bad for Josh Allen just because he can only do so much and that they just keep losing. Like he statistically, he should be in the MVP case. He has a lot of turnovers this year, but like I'm pretty sure pro football focus has a stat based on should that interception have been an interception. And he has the least amount of throws deemed interceptable in the league. Yet he leads the league in interceptions. Kind of yeah, it is like a really weird stat. Um, so I just feel really bad for Josh Allen just because he can play like that for the rest of this season and they could 
win like two more games. Like it, it's just so sad to see that that could be the outcome because he's done everything. Sure. He didn't get a touchdown on the opening drive of overtime, but he's done everything in that game to put his team ahead and he did it. And then they lose. And it's just really sad to see going forward. I don't know what to think of the bills. You guys were just talking about them being an ideal playoff team. I don't personally see them making the playoffs. I think they're the team that, that can't make it just because this, this schedule is really tough coming up and he can play like that and they're still going to lose. So I'll say this. I mean, they're at six and six. They're not all the way out of it. And if that's the Josh Allen and the offense they're getting, if their defense can give them anything at all, uh, you would like that chiefs game if it's chiefs at home for the bills, but it's in KC. That's the swing game for me. And I really think they could win that Cowboys game at home too. That would, I mean, at least it's at home for them. Um, but if they're going to be playing like to a place where they can put up 28 to 35 points or even 25 to 35 points, you're going to have a chance. It's just if their defense can give you anything at all, any sort of pass rush, uh, they do find the way to turn the ball over. It's just not consistent. Uh, so it's going to be tough. I do think they're going to make a better push for it than you would think. I mean, we talked about, you want to talk about after week six, we were talking about the look ahead for the Eagles talking about, oh, they could go 500 here. And so far, I mean, they haven't lost a game out of that stretch. You know, the only game they've lost is to the Jets, and then they've they've won every game since then. Uh, they they could weirdly be, what, 8-3 and three right now? I mean, I feel like they should have lost yesterday and should have lost last week. Uh, the Bills, the game really ends for them on that weird Gabe Davis play where he goes the wrong way and Josh Allen throws it the other way or whatever miscommunication was there. Um Gabe, Gabe Davis. It looked like Gabe Davis ran the route, and Josh Allen right. ran read, ran the play, meaning like where the corner was, like what should have happened, how the rush was coming, like where he should have been. And Gabe Davis ran what actually what the play was. It's something to where like I'm just bringing these two up. We see Mahomes and Kelsey are always on the same page, where like Kelsey reads that and just knows. Okay, I said. Zero. I know that he's gonna throw it here, and this does. Like you just see it with the top top level connection, and maybe if that's Stephon Diggs, um, we see that. I have yeah. things about this, and game you know, honestly, Josh Allen and Gabe Davis—they usually have pretty game. good symmetry. So it was yeah, just yeah, like right. wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Honestly, um, yeah, just just. A, and, and normally, happens, normally I love point. shitting on a divisional rival. Like it doesn't ever hurt me if to see the Bills or the Dolphins or the. Or the fucking Jets lose at all. But, I mean, the Bills are at least kind of fun to watch. And Josh Allen has been playing at a high level, minus his inopportune turnovers. Um, I actually, you know, I talked about last week how there's times where I'll pick a game on Thursday. And the closer I get to Sunday, I might bet it the other way just because I just feel differently about that game. This is one of them where I'm like, nah, I really like the Bills in this game. And I felt good the entire way, obviously, up until what happened at the end. But... Man, if they can summon this type of energy and offense and just a little something from their defense down the stretch, they will have something and they will be heard from. Uh, it's just a matter of how the schedule breaks, who's going to have a weird loss because, you know, the teams around them are kind of fluky. But I don't know. They're all going to be heard from. It's going to be a chaotic end of the season. But we could be three weeks from now where they're 0-3. And it's like, oh, they're all the way out of it. So who knows? But I do think they'll at least get – one or two here or there. Go ahead, Keenan. Mm-hmm. 
that Josh Allen pick was tough. Just tough just because like in that situation, it's hard to have that just because the Eagles went from 24-14 to 28-24 in a blink of an eye, it felt. And then you were in a tough spot. But I'm not putting this loss on Josh Allen just because of that one throw. He made he was the offense. Um James Cook was playing well. James Cook dropped a touchdown going down the field. There were multiple thirds downs or Stefan Diggs wasn't on the field. It feels like over the last few weeks there's been like a little bit of a disconnect between Diggs and the Bills as an organization. That just felt weird. Obviously, we saw Dig uh, Trayvon Diggs comments about getting Stefan out of Buffalo and blah, blah whatever. And obviously, before the season, it was off of last season where Stefan Diggs was being upset on the sideline. He wasn't at showing up at practices. Sean McDermott made a comment about it. So there's been some like weird tension going on with Diggs and the Bills. It feels like this year, nothing like strenuously major, but it just feels like there's a little something there. And like last couple weeks, he hasn't really like last yesterday. He ended up having a decent game, but the games before he really didn't do anything last couple before that. That's one, two. I'm going to go chronologically in order of what I absolutely hated the fact that Nick Sirianni took a timeout with 30 seconds left on third down his last timeout. I thought that that was one of the most atrocious things because then if you complete, it was like third and 12, I think they ended up getting a penalty to get a third and 17. If you complete anything now, it's just a scramble drill to run. I don't understand why they called a timeout there at all. I wrote that's, I didn't take notes for the game. That's what I wrote down instantly. I didn't like that one bit, but then Sean McDermott calls a timeout on fourth down for the Eagles, which I also didn't like at all because now it gives time for the Eagles to set, feel comfortable, and go in. Everything about it just felt bad coaching on both sides, a couple bad timeouts. Obviously, amazing kick. That's in the elements, fifty nine. That's a great like. That's a great kick that's from a tough kick. You, that's an, that's an all time great kick from an all time great clutch kicker, and I can say that because he hasn't missed a kick in the playoffs. Every kick from like late game overtime, like, he hasn't missed. So like he's been a great late game clutch kicker. So shout out to him for that. But then twenty seconds left, you have the ball at the twenty five. I let I can't with a timeout. I let Josh Allen go for it i think that's i think that's another josh i think that's another sean mcdermott blunder late i don't like that at all you he's been moving the football all down the field even even on like a quarterback scramble he can get you 20 and then all you need is 10 yards to get at least tyler bass has a leg at least get him into 55 yard territory to take a chance because then you don't have to go to overtime. Obviously, you got the ball in overtime. There are some, uh, obviously, the miscommunication with Gabe Davis. I think Diggs obviously got the ball kind of punched out by Brad Barron. A nice play there. But there's just a lot of things late down the stretch I didn't like on the McDermott side of things. And I think that he might have been, if you have to give a culprit for the loss, I think he would be the main culprit to me personally. But I also I wanted to just say Hurts is that. I mean, I think that obviously I think just Hurts is that guy. That's really what it comes down to. I don't think you need to give a culprit for a loss. I just didn't like those things from McDermott late. But Hurts just is that guy in the sense of he just never is rattled. 
always calm, composed, whatever the defense gives him, he's going to take. Even if he's playing bad, the second half he came back and he played marvelous. Yeah, I, I almost think Hurts is equally underrated slash overrated. Uh, like, at the position, you would say he's he's top 10, obviously, but I don't think he's as good of a quarterback as others ahead of him, right? Just like pure QB, just throwing the ball, all that, you'd probably take Herbert and stuff. Like, I've said this year before. Mm-hmm. But, like, you Right. Right. It's the same as Lamar. And I think Lamar and I think Lamar is I think Lamar is more talented with his arm, with uh, his pocket presence and all that. Um, But I thought Hurts, I mean, like you said, you know, with the coordinators, I thought he regressed a little bit. I think still he can throw you some some dumb throws. And I feel like even last week versus the Chiefs, he looked very timid. Ninety seven percent of that game, like he did not like the pressure at all, Uh, you know, started moving his eyes downward. Uh, today he looked a little more comfortable. Terrible weather game. But that's weirdly a shootout. That was, to me, that's game of the year so far. Um, but yeah, no, he made the right plays at the end. I can't even say yeah. there's a culprit because it was just such a weird ending. With, I mean, you're lucky to even get into yeah. overtime with that, that kick. That's, like that yeah. kick is honestly like ten out of ten. In the wind, all that rain, and it's sixty yards. If that's forty eight, that's tough already. And he made that. For, it's honestly, one of the best regular season kicks you'll remember. Like the best one to me obviously has to be Justin Tucker's from sixty five for the win and the longest field goal ever. So like that has to be number one because that's a make it you win, miss it you lose kick. So, but that one there, that's as good as any kick you'll see. That's a because that could have been good for sixty two. Like that was just good. That was just that kick was no questions asked. Um, when it comes down to this game, I would say that. The better team won. Uh, I think the Eagles are all around a better team, so it made sense yeah. that they won. Uh, like you guys highlighted, some pretty big moments. Um, Jalen Hurts only threw for like 200 yards, but he can rush. You know, he's that dual threat quarterback. Like DeAndre Swift was breaking big plays when they needed him to. Like everything kind of just comes together. The better team wins. I, I think if that team plays in the Super Bowl, I think the Eagles can get it done. After that game right there, I think they can pull it out. Big games where offenses just take over. I, I really like their chances. For sure. I mean, we're going to go back. I think I mentioned this earlier. We're going to go back to week six and, you know, talk about our thoughts and such. And then what we think on the look ahead. Uh, but Thursday, Tim, if you're able to join us to do picks, I cannot wait to talk about Eagles Niners. I uh, cannot we're gonna do our top 10 teams that day too um i cannot wait for this game i have not been this hype for a game like even more than the eagles chiefs like i cannot wait for eagles niners sunday i'm gonna revolve my whole sunday around it i wish it was sunday night football uh to them i guess you know to to the networks i guess Mahomes going to lambo for the first time was uh much better than what i think are the two teams two best teams in the nfl meeting up and this wasn't uh, like a championship rematch this wasn't like a something like mid-season it would have been different if rogers was on the packers and you're like oh okay and then maybe rogers got ding like the rogers this year we knew these were the two teams we knew that that, that, like nothing has changed like we were like yeah let's put eagles niners at the 425 america's game of the week but not put them on prime prime time where they're the only game what's worse than that is that the the Packers have been pedestrian since the beginning of the season. Like they've just been middle of the pack. So we knew like 
hey, anytime you guys want to flex this out, go ahead. And, you know, they didn't want to do that for whatever like, reason. I understand we like but, Mahomes on Sunday night, but golly, we can we can find other matchups to get Mahomes on Sunday night. I promise you. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Is Chris that's Collinsworth sure. yeah, going to be the, the booth guy for that Sunday night game? That's the only reason I'm thinking. He's just got to talk about Mahomes. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's he probably back. will be. He's back now. Uh, obviously, Garrett did it yesterday, but he's back. He was on a nice little family stay vacation uh, for Thanksgiving, so he's back next week. So we'll, we'll even though his son worked the game, I'm trying to figure that one out. Don't ask me. That's what they. That's what Michael. I mean, not. Uh, no, I'm blanking. Tariko, sorry, I was blanking. That's what Tariko let me know last week. So or yesterday. Let's get this look at right, that back, uh, though. I'm interested. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, we're officially, after the conclusion of tonight's Monday night game, we will be officially two-thirds throughout the year. Uh, it was fun when we did this after week six because it was really before things started to heat up. Um, Sorry for that notification. I'll just start here with my first notes. We had contending teams we were worried about. I said the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. Tim said the Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Seahawks. Keen, you said the Eagles and the Bills, who, funny enough, as we said, played yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. game of the year yesterday. Yep. Um, I remember saying, talking comp- about the, I was going to say, I remember, sorry, I remember talking about the Eagles. I was like, I'm not worried that they're going to be a playoff team. I was more so worried that they weren't going to be able to get through this next six game stretch unblemished because they were going to, ha- and they're going to have to probably take their show on the road. That I was completely wrong on because they are, <laughs> they, went through it they're fine and they're gonna not have to take their show on the road probably unless they lose to yeah. the cowboys and then lose a couple other games which could happen in theory they're playing too good and then the bills yeah i'm still worried <laughs> the same word is still worried yeah i mean i i responded because you know again i listened earlier i had responded that even if the eagles went 500 in the stretch that i wasn't worried about them going on the road because i think the nfc is really that weak outside Mm -hmm. of you know the top four we've talked about um i still never would have expected they would have been undefeated since then i can't remember if the jets game was before or after we recorded this uh it might have even been before but i never would have guessed they still would have been 10 and 1 uh and still not playing their best ball I would say. I mean, they were lucky to get out of the Chiefs game with a win. They were lucky to get out of yesterday's game with a win. They have uh, a hell of an effort a yesterday. Great game front to back. Right, especially their defense. The defense didn't necessarily carry them, but was such a weapon, especially the defensive line. And now that's not exactly the case, but they're still able to get wins. So they're very intriguing to me down the stretch. Uh, Tim, what do you think about yours? You had the Cowboys, Chargers, Seahawks. Uh, Anything changed? How do you, especially the Cowboys, have you improved on your belief in the Cowboys? Do you still think they are, as Stephen A famously says, an accident waiting to happen? How do you feel about them? Chargers, we know. I mean, come on, Chargers, they're dead on arrival. Seahawks, they got a tough schedule. How do you feel? It's actually kind of hard to evaluate them just because when I made that take, the next however many weeks from there till now, wasn't really going to change the take because they just played a bunch of bad teams. Um, mm-hmm. I still do have concern about the Cowboys. I want to see them play good competition. So this will be more of a look back at the end of this season uh, before we really know about my concern level. Um, I feel good about those other two takes. The Seahawks look pretty bad uh, and the Chargers look like they probably can't win against any 
a lot of teams. Cool team, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, I like my takes. I, I agree with them. For sure. And uh, as I had said, I had the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. And the Cowboys, I think me and Tim were pretty much in lockstep. It's can they beat these these better teams? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as I'd said a little bit earlier, I've gained confidence in them killing these teams. Uh, their defense still looks athletic as ever, even without Diggs. Their offense hasn't proved, as we said. Uh, the Bengals, the health, you know, that was really my issue with them. And would they ever find the rhythm? We saw eventually their health ended their season. Uh, and then the Chiefs, you know, here we are. 12 weeks in, and I still feel no better about the Chiefs than I did six weeks ago. That defense is still serious, but, man, you're going to win and lose with Mahomes in that offense. So that's kind of where I'm at with them. Still really the same. Um, We did the top three in each conference after week six. Every single one of us said Eagles, Niners, Lions in no particular order. Um, I would swap out the Cowboys for the Lions for me. Uh, And I would actually, if we were – if we were going to rank them, I would have the Niners number one. Um, so I'd have Niners one, Eagles two, Cowboys three for me. What say y'all? I would have Eagles, Niners, Cowboys in that order. I think the Cowboys have done enough to get over the Lions. Even though I'm still, I still think the Lions could beat the Cowboys. I really do. I still have faith in the Lions. I just think that if Jared Goff is going to revert back to what the reason why the Rams didn't feel they could win with him, then they definitely aren't going to get anywhere. But reason why I still have the Eagles one and the Niners two is the Niners, when all things are right, look like the best team in the league. Again, the problem with them was when things didn't go right, when they saw the Bengals, when they saw, I can't even, oh, they saw the Vikings, they lost to the Vikings, and they lost to the Browns, obviously. They had some injuries there too. Those are the times where it seemed like, when things got a little muddy, they weren't able to win. I'm not concerned that they can't. I just want to see it before I have them above the Eagles just because I know the Eagles can win a big game. I know they can put up points, and then I know the Eagles can go into any situation and beat whomever. So I'd have them at one, then the 49ers two, and the Cowboys have deserved the right to be three. I have the same three as Keenan, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. The Cowboys have leapfrogged the Lions since the last time we talked about them. I gotta say, I'm shocked that both of you are all the not all the way off the Lions, but I'm surprised that you guys knocked them out of your top three. So all three of us are in lockstep with the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I have the knee, uh, sorry the Niners ahead of the Eagles right now. The Eagles, and I'm you know spoiler alert, I'm gonna pick the Niners over the Eagles. What you said? <laughs> you, you almost wanted to say the Eagles because you were saying Niners and Eagles together. Eagles, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh the Eagles, <laughs> but oh <spoiler>. new team, <laughs> new team Eagles. Who knows? Um, no, I think the Niners right now are a little bit more explosive than yeah. the Eagles. Here we're talking about the Eagles who scored 38 yesterday. But uh, look, the Niners truly think if Purdy's healthy that game, that they come away with a win in Philly. Um, the we'll Niners see. we've seen in big situations too. What's up? I said, we'll see. <laughs> they're about we'll to, see. They're about to go back. We'll see. Um, I do at this moment – Right now, and I keep in mind, I picked Hurts for MVP. I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Right now, I do think the Niners are more complete. Uh, I think that offense is clicking on all cylinders, uh, and they're going to be motivated beyond belief. Uh, I mean, the Niners are just, uh, to me, again, these are the two best teams in the entire league, the most complete teams in the entire league. You add the revenge factor to it, though. 
I think the Niners will come away with a victory on Sunday. Uh, again, we'll talk about this on Thursday too, but just as of today, Niners slight edge over, or sorry, yeah, Niners slight edge over the Eagles. Uh, Eagles, I just need a little more explosion, and I think the Niners' defense is a little better right now as well. Uh, and the AFC, Tim, you had Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens. Keenan, you had Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens. I had Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens, slash Bills, actually. I think put the Bills at like 3B or something. Um, I would still have Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens. But if we're going to throw the Bills in the mix, weirdly, I still feel better about the Bills than I do about the Dolphins. How do you guys feel about that? Um, I get it, but I don't know. I think I, I'm 50-50 on it. Because as I think the how you take it presently, I think the Dolphins are a little bit better of a team than the Bills. We trust Josh Allen in those bigger spots more than Tua, and I feel like that's why you go with the Bills. And the Bills feel like even though the Bills haven't won, they've played big regular season games, and they haven't even won too many big playoff games. They still just give you a feel of a team that can rise up to a challenge, though. The Dolphins you trust them. You feel more trust, like you put more trust in them than you do the Dolphins, because the Dolphins have seen three teams above five hundred so far, really, and they haven't done anything against them. So that's like, so I get what you're saying. If I was going to put teams, or I would have the Dolphins above the Bills personally, but I do understand why you say that. I'm gonna just quickly give my three, and then Timmy, you can respond to both. Right now, I have the Ravens. I have the Chiefs and I have the Jags are my three. Interesting. So you think if Jags head to head with the Dolphins, you take Jags even if it's in Miami? I mean, really, it's not a far road game for the Jaguars or either team. I would but. take I would take the Jags because I think that Josh Allen has been a difference maker this year defensively. I like a lot of what they do, and I think the Jags have multiple ways to win. I think the Dolphins really have one. That's really interesting you say that because my whole thing with having the Bills ahead of the Dolphins is six weeks later, we don't really know much more about the Dolphins, Mm -hmm. right? We haven't seen them really take home a quality win. We've seen them beat up on other teams. But like I said earlier, Tua will just throw four or five throws a game where you're just like, what the hell was that? What was he thinking? Why did he throw that? Uh, Whereas the Bills, I just feel more trust. But for you to throw the Jags in there, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, they even have a little more postseason uh, credibility than two in the Dolphins. Uh, you know, obviously they gave the Bills a good game last year with, I think it was Skylar Thompson. But I don't know. They're a big question mark to me, the Dolphins. And this AFC is still wide open to me. But yeah, I would have really the same as I had before, Chiefs, Dolphins, and other uh, Ravens. But I mean, you really do make me think about possibly putting the Jags or other teams up there. Because yeah, we just don't know much more about the Dolphins now. Tim, what do you say? I have the same three teams as Kyle, Ravens, Chiefs, Dolphins. Um, I don't know if I could put the Dolph or the, the Jags here just because of what Kyle just said. Like if you're almost in on the bills, I think I'm in on the bills more than I am on the Jags. I think the Jags are, have a much clearer playoff picture getting there than the bills. But like if they play head to head right now, I'm taking the bills. I think they're better better team and then from the Dolphins standpoint they've gotten healthy 
as the season going on. I know they just lost a linebacker, but they gained Jalen Ramsey. He's playing well. Um, their offense doesn't need to put up 40 to win realistically. Uh, so I, I kind of feel a little bit better about the Dolphins right now. But I do agree that Tua has made some weird throws and he just hasn't looked like what he was because, like, the first month he was on this MVP case, but, like, the last month he really hasn't been. So, But I still like the Dolphins, more than the Jags at least. Yeah, you mentioned the Jalen Phillips injury. That couldn't have happened at a worse time for the Dolphins where you really feel like everything's culminating for them and they can make this late-season run. Uh, so let me ask you. I mean, I kind of – we put it in a different form then. Strip everything, strip records. We just got these teams right here. Uh, Keenan, would you still be – on uh, Ravens, Chiefs, Jags, or would you have the Bills in there? Would, do you have more trust in the Bills and the Jags in general in a postseason setting, like Tim said? Because just stripping these teams of everything, I would have the Bills ahead of the other two teams, but it's hard to put them there because, like we said, they're kind of on the outside looking in right now. But in general, I think I would have the third most trust in them behind the Chiefs, behind the Ravens. What do y'all think? Um, I know Timmy just said he would. I actually would have more trust in the Jacks, surprisingly. I just, I really have faith. They can turn the ball over. They can turn you over, more so mm-hmm. than I mean. Like, yes, uh, Trevor Lawrence has fumbled, obviously, this year. That's something that he needs to work on over these next few. But I do like what they have in ETN. They have all the weapons. Their defense has been playing pretty well. And again, as I said, that Josh Allen, defensive Josh Allen, has been a monster this year. So I, I just think I think with the Jags, don't put the ball in harm's way, and they can win a lot of games against a lot of teams. We'll see, obviously, moving forward, because we saw them lose to the 49ers. We saw them lose to the big to the 49ers. We saw them lose to the Chiefs. So we'll see again, because I think they have a couple really good teams coming up here. So we'll see again more so. But, I mean, I'm not going to discredit the win against the Texans just because it's like a younger Texans team. That's a really good win. No, that's a good win. And in Houston, where they play even better, that's a really good win. So that's a really good win against a good team. I think that's a good building block for this team to know, okay, yeah, we can be a good team in a hostile environment that has momentum. I, I like the Jags Grown- a little bit more than the Bills. Grown-up win for the Jags, and to add credence to your argument, they got blown out by the Texans in week three. And uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is gaining more chemistry with his receiving crew. It mm-hmm. seems like Ridley, Kirk, it all seems to be coming together at the right time. Yep. So I'm not mad at you putting the Jags there either. They were a better Especially, second half team last year than this year too, uh, than first half true. team last year as well. So maybe kind of like how the Bengals are a little bit, how we've seen them kind of turn it on. Maybe the Jags are the same thing. Not that that's a great formula to fall under because you can be like the San Diego Chargers throughout their run where they were always a better second half team, but sometimes they put themselves out of it. I mean, the Jags are eight and three, so it's not something you always want to get in the habit of being, but it's still good to be playing your best football in November, December, January, so on. Absolutely. Uh, I do think the Jags and Bills have similar DNA to where they can lose to anybody and they can be anybody. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of one in the same there. Uh, Let's see what else we've got here. All right. First of all, let me ask you this. Who would be your number one team in the AFC? Baltimore. Baltimore? I would Baltimore all the way around. See, here's the thing. Right now, Baltimore, but I think if you told me neutral field, I think I might go with the Chiefs just based off pedigree. I, I really do. I, it's hard for me to think to go with Mahomes and to not go Mahomes and Reed. 
especially because they have a defense. And what that means is I need to trust Mahomes and Reed to make a late drive. I think they could figure out. So I might. So I mean, technically, I guess that would mean the Chiefs. But I think the Ravens are like collectively right now the better team. So if you want to say me saying the Chiefs because I take them neutral field, then it'd be the Chiefs and Ravens. Look, as we said earlier, uh, I think the Ravens are a more complete team, but you know they have their skeletons too, right? Uh, my thing is, you know, given that situation, Keenan, like I'm still like. I'm kind of scared of the Chiefs, even though they don't have anybody. I'm like, I'm still kind of like, can the Ravens really do it? Uh, again, that could all change within the coming weeks. I, but right now, I'm just like, felt about the Patriots. Like when the Patriots were down and bad, five, you were like, oh, can are you were were you, were you really always like, can the Patriots like, can you actually beat them? You had to see it. You had to see it to believe it. You're like, can even though Peyton had done it in the AFC Championship, you're like, can he actually still do it? So, like, you have to kind of – it's one of those things you have to see it to believe it. And the Chiefs, credit to them, have turned themselves into kind of what the Patriots were in the AFC for the ter- for the half. Obviously, they haven't extended it as long, but for that for their short stint, they have turned themselves into what the Patriots were. We'll tamper that down. I said for, I said for the short some ver- I said, Some version. I said There's the some version stint. of it. Like, the early 2010s-ish, like, going in there, the, the – the Chiefs are building upon trying to turn themselves into what the Patriots were into. They've done a very good They're job trying. thus far of doing so. Obviously, they need to do more. Don't They're trying. Uh, what they do, Patriots, what the Ravens do the have. There. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. They're what looking the, at that top corner. <laughs> what the Ravens do have, I don't remember if I mentioned this last week or the week prior, uh, was you know with those Patriots teams, out of everybody, out of the Steelers, out of the Peyton Manning teams, out of any of those teams – who was least afraid of them? It was the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and they have a better quarterback than what they had. They don't fan, have the defense sleep. that they once I had, like but they I felt they restless. was up. Felt restless going against the against the Ravens. Yeah, I, I mean those like when Ray Lewis was on the other side, he was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, "Joe Flacco will turn into Joe Montana at some point and just turn, will do whatever he does." Like it, it nerve wracking every time. Steelers in the playoffs, I. Slept like a baby. Cakewalk wasn't concerned in the slightest. Could see the Steelers on any year. Wasn't concerned. Ravens every time. I was more scared of the Jets in the playoffs than I was of the Steelers. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Joe Flacco, for whatever reason, turned into like Reggie Miller versus the Knicks when it came to the Patriots. Like he relished that uh that matchup. Uh, and yeah, it was definitely a nightmare having Ray yeah. Lewis, Ed Reed, T Sizzle, Haloti Nada, and all that whole crew on the other side. Those were amazing games. Um, so in that sense, with Lamar and John Harbaugh, like they got more than a puncher's chance. It's just a matter of can they actually do it? Uh, this is the year, though, because I mean, I think this Chiefs contending team, if the Bengals were still here doing what they do, you could easily make an argument that it would be the Bengals, like both AFC North teams ahead of them. Uh, I would certainly feel better about the Bengals going in there. Uh, the Ravens is just, can, you know, Lamar take care of the ball? Can he not get injured and not have these fluky ass losses that they've had these fourth quarter comebacks that they're allowing? Uh, that's really it. Um, you guys said, I asked you guys to define the first six weeks. Last time we talked and Keenan, you said, the parody stuck out to you over the first six weeks. Tim, you said the importance of stars and their injuries 
and how that affects teams. You said that's what caught your eye the first six weeks. I've said, and this has been consistent, I said the level of QB play caught my eye in the first six weeks. Um, And week seven through 12 now, through the last six weeks, is there anything in particular that has caught either of your eyes when it comes to the NFL? Timmy, you go first, unless you don't have anything I, I can go. I wrote down one word, and I wrote down separation. <clears throat> I think, realistically, there's only like six or seven Super Bowl teams, and we need 14 to make the playoffs. Um, and out of those six or seven that can make it, I think only like four of them can actually win. I think the Eagles, Ravens, Niners, and Chiefs are the only real teams that I feel comfortable with putting money on to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, and we've really seen that over the last six weeks. We've seen the Eagles win five of their last six games, I believe. Um, we've seen the Ravens go on a tear. Like We've we've just kind of seen them all pull away. And we've seen like the, the playoffs of the teams that matter. We've seen it really solidify itself. And then there's going to be like those six or seven teams that make it in that don't really have a chance. I uh, like the Steelers. Okay. R.I.P. to Matt Canada. Uh, is any... <laughs> oh, Timmy, do you want to say anything? I'm going to let you talk. Do you want to talk about Matt Canada by any chance at all? I think it's just so funny. I think the streak was 56 games. I think it was that 59 he... even. 59? Okay. Yeah, I, I might have just flipped the number. Games where Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator, where they failed to reach 400 yards, and it only took him one to reach 400 after he left. First game. Um, They didn't score a lot of points, but divisional matchup, it's kind of how it always goes. So uh, I I, I think they have a much brighter future. Kenny Pickett threw for, like, over 200. So there you go. It was, like, 250, which is – I've seen that man throw like 125 yards so many times. Um, yeah. I, I think their offense is a little like Kyle had brought up that Kenny Pickett had thrown like 20 times. And the only passes that were caught were passes behind the line of scrimmage. They like to do a lot of screens, bubble screens, whatever it is. This game he was throwing and he was throwing into the middle of the field where people need to be. So, I don't know. Maybe they have a better concept now where they can actually throw and we'll actually see something from Kenny Pickett. I hope, for their fact. Yeah, because they didn't utilize the middle of the field, and they did, and Pat Frymuth has nine catches for a buck 20. Um, Najee goes over 100. Like, their offense actually looked like a competent offense. They only scored 16 points, and that's because they didn't have efficiency in the red zone, but they still looked like a competent offense being able to move the ball up and down the field, and the Bengals' defense isn't terrible. So, yeah. Um, for me, it's actually defense. In a league that has become softer, we see we complain, it feels like, weekly about soft roughing the passers or uh, calls they can't really hand check, they can't really play. And it just feels like every single and it feels like from this year to a couple years back, the points per game's down like three from three points per game from 2020 across the entire league. This just there's been a lot of defenses that have been playing phenomenal. The Ravens defense has been playing phenomenal. 
Uh, the Browns defense has been playing phenomenal. The 49ers have been playing phenomenal. The Chiefs have one of the best defenses they've had in the the best defense they've had in the Mahomes era. The Broncos, as of the last few weeks, have been playing great defense. And some of it you can attest to what Kyle's 6-12 through 12 was, was me- some mediocre quarterback play. But a lot of it also is uh, these schemes against these players that you're getting more used to and everything like that. So I want to say that the defense has stuck out to me and a lot of lower scoring in the 20s games. It's been that's which what has made a really weird year for fantasy because like you don't need a whole lot to get dubs in fantasy right now. Like that's why you can um, like I've been streaming wide receivers in one league for the last like three weeks and it's worked because I've been able to just find the best matchup and they can get me 12 points and I'm okay. So defense is what stuck out to me the most from this uh, last couple of weeks, last few weeks. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. It's really is hard to decipher between is it bad quarterback play? Is it great defense? I do think it is a mixture of both. Um, for me, and by the way, I keep saying like the Ravens won by three yesterday. They did end up winning by 10 in an ugly ass game. Um, but it, that's what's surprising. Yeah, you would have figured was, um, got that last score. Ended up getting, um, yeah. You would figure like in games like that, that someone gets to 27. Like, I don't think the defense was necessarily outstanding last night. Um, so that's, that's where it's confusing with some of these scores. But in general, it does seem like coaches, I want to say get scared, but it does seem like if they get a seven to 10 point lead, they're like more than comfortable sitting on the ball, like across the league, which is, you know, mm-hmm. funny to me, you know, unless you're the Cowboys or the Lions, they really do seem to go for the jugular, but you know, and even the Niners are throwing that conversation, but the Eagles, Eagles get up seven. They're more than happy to just sit on the ball and you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, the last six weeks though, what has stuck out to me, and I've kind of mentioned this already a few times this pod, is how nobody has really stuck out in the AFC. Uh, we can say the Ravens, we could say the Chiefs, but no one's really taken that mantle from six weeks ago. Uh, and then, Keenan, you mentioned, I'll throw this in there too, just because it's continuing to be an issue. You mentioned how calls can be soft. Uh, it's the officiating, just how nothing is really clear on what is and isn't you know, still a catch, what is and isn't unnecessary roughness going out of bounds, uh, what is and isn't rough in the passer. That's going to continue, unfortunately. And hopefully it doesn't happen in the brightest of spots, but usually it does. We do usually see one of these calls uh, affect, you know, playoffs somewhere down the line. I mean, we had a couple controversial calls just last year. year. Once or twice a year, you'll see one in a playoff that's like, oh, did that make or break a game? Without fail. Absolutely. And uh, I just would like more consistency, especially on rough in the passer, especially on the unnecessary roughness on the sideline. Like yesterday, Herbert, beginning of the game, he got knocked in the beginning of that game. And I do see the no call because, you know, the guy was lunging for him before he even got out of bounds. But at the same time, we've seen him call a lot less, like a shove out of bounds when it might be one step. And that dude gets cracked and they don't even try to protect him. So... You know, I would have hated it had they called it, but that one I would have been like, okay, if you're trying to protect the QB, that's a textbook example right there. Uh, we just see some that are like shoves in the back, in the backfield that they'll say rough in the past, or it could be a tap on the head, or I just never understand what is what anymore. Um, and yeah, that's, that's one of my like themes the throughout the past six call. weeks. I the one that knocked him out of the game. Decked. 
Yeah, you got decked, but it was the as as legal Seems of a, like a textbook deck hit. as you're gonna get. That that's a that was a football play. It was his shoulder into his chest. The shoulder pad ended up going up and hitting the bottom of his helmet. And okay, what do you expect? Like we can't tackle the guy anymore. Like that one, you're gonna get injured playing football. I'm sorry. Like you signed up for it. You know you're gonna you're gonna get injured. It happens. It's okay. Um, it's really unfortunate for people because I'm not trying to ha- be happy about injuries. It's unfortunate, but you you know what's signing up. You're playing a full contact sport, so that one I didn't like at all. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, you can go up to that and then just like slightly put him on the ground. But then these quarterbacks, like especially him, he's so athletic that if you don't go after him, you have you're gonna he's just gonna get by you because. He's fast, athletic, and can run. Like, I don't like it. All right, we're going to leave with this. I'm going to tell you exactly what we predicted after week six. Uh, then I'll allow you guys to react if you'd like. But I also want to hear what your expectations will be leaving week 18 going into wildcard weekend. So we'll try to forecast basically the postseason or at least that wildcard weekend. Um, Keenan, after week six... You said leave basically, you know, at this day or maybe even tomorrow after the Bears Vikings game, which is pretty inconsequential when it comes to this. You said that the Lions would be the number one in the NFC. And you said the top five you believed would be in the AFC would be the Chiefs, then the Dolphins two, Bengals three, Ravens four, and then the Bills at five. Then you had this is interesting because you said Lions number one, but you said best team would be in the NFC. The Niners, then the Eagles, then the Lions, then the Cowboys. Then you would have had Atlanta ahead in the NFC South, which you have right now. And you had Houston in the playoff picture. So you called that. You said Burrow and Goff, top six MVP. You said Zappy overtakes Mac Jones Burrow right on schedule. He did that yesterday. Hey, let's go. Let's go. I, I was so about Keen, to say, had, Burrow sadly got injured and can go off as, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had quite a bit right. I mean, you had, some of those were judgment calls on like who would be better. So it, it was kind of hard to see what you said because you went with the Falcons too. So I don't really know if you meant seeding or if you meant like who I think will be the best team. But in general, you're right there. Zappy, Mac Jones, that one. I believe was, I was right doing seeding, but I also don't want to confirm it. I don't want to confirm Got you. It, so I believe let's say, let's say that was the case. You would be right in there. Really? I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, you basically got it with both. They're pretty close. I mean, the Ravens would obviously be number one dolphins down to three, but you're in the ballpark there. Yeah, uh, Tim, you had a really good one. You said each conference will have about 12 teams in the mix. And I went and looked and each had about 11 or 12 in the mix. Uh, that was really your grand prediction. You didn't really have much after that. I said there will be teams currently out of it who will be in the playoff picture. That turned out to be true with the Broncos, Broncos. Vikings, and Packers. Um, I said there will be a serious injury that affects the playoff picture by week 13. Did not expect that to actually be Joe Burrow. Uh, I had Falcons turn to Heineke. That came in Deshaun Watson. That truly did happen. Deshaun Watson, that mm-hmm. too. Deshaun and Burrow. And then, Tim, you actually had another one. You said by week 15, Caleb Williams will recommit to USC. So there's still time out on that one. Still got a few weeks. Uh, So same thing here. We're leaving week 12 here. Within three hours, we'll be out of week 12, going into week 13. 
what will the season look like going into week 18? How You can say it however you want to say it, whether it's seeding, whether it's whatever, whether it's CJ Stroud winning MVP. Give me something that you believe will happen by the time we're uh, doing our divisional or, sorry, wildcard weekend preview. Okay. Um, Timmy, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Go me. Okay. I'm going to give you three because I like the fact that I gave you multiple. I've got Ravens are the number one seed. I think right now, even though I'm going to even contradict myself off of last week, but also I didn't think that the that DTR was going to get injured. I think the Broncos and Texans both make the playoffs with the Steelers, so the Bills are out and the Browns fall their way out because of that quarterback injury. That is two... And I think three is Dak's going to win MVP. You believe that? I just going to. I truly believe that. I think that they, if they beat the Eagles, which I actually think that they're going to, probably as of this moment, that they will. I wonder how many Cowboys fans believe that. Yes. Very interesting. Very bold. Listen, I'm telling, I'm telling you right now. All of if them. One hundred percent of Cowboys fans. Think oh no, MVP. I don't think. Because I feel like Cowboys have a love hate relationship with Dakota. They do. They do because wait for him to have a bad game, then they won't. But right now, he's the MVP. Because all of them love <laughs> Romo so much, so they love the True. like Tony Romo, Romo could do no wrong to them, but because Dak was the guy who replaced Romo. Dak was the guy who led that team to be 13 and three, but really 13 and two. Cause they sat the last week. People are like, Oh, okay. That should have been Tony Romo's team. And then afterwards you're like, Oh, well, Dak's not as good as Romo. You always, you still hear it from Cowboys fans. Well, Romo this and Romo that I understand guys, Tony Romo was a very good quarterback. He was borderline top five at points in his career. I completely believe that other people might. I think Tony Romo was really good. Cool. You got Dak. Deal with it. He's he's still very good. Like, deal with it. You're okay. We need to see him prove it late, but it's don't let's not make it seem like Tony Romo had this litany of just beautiful playoff runs where he did great things for them. You hadn't made the you hadn't made the conference championship in 26 years. Romo was quarterbacking through that entire stretch. So or quarterback in that entire stretch. So Sorry. I will say if the Cowboys, Cowboys fail to make Cowboys it, fans. if the Cowboys fail to make it to the, excuse me, NFC championship game in like devastating fashion, you could make a case that they have very similar careers. Dak and Tony Romo. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So you, you yeah, you, you believe would, you would do that. I'm going to, I'm going to put the, uh, let's, let's see, let's put your money where your mouth is. So you really truly believe he's going to outplay Mahomes, Lamar, and uh, let's say Tua, all three, along with Purdy yeah. and Hurts. I think Tua. I think Tua hasn't had big games against big opponents. I think Purdy. Um, this is. I understand, Kyle. This is not you. This is obviously, but this is a national thing. About four weeks ago, there was talks about Brock Purdy might being possibly being benched. I can't have Brock Purdy being benched plus him being the MVP in the same season. I'm not saying that's you. 
I'm just saying that national media and those are the people who are going to be voting can happen. I don't think so I even Brock heard that. Pretty already eliminated. Uh, it was on That's multiple what I talk didn't... shows. I'm, I'm crazy. Talk like show. right after, I was like, "Well, if does he really need to?" Well, it was on multiple like shows. That's what I'm saying, and that's national media. And so it's like, okay, is he gonna be benched? I don't think so. Ob- I didn't think so, obviously. But regardless, I really think it comes down to Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Dak. I think Mahomes is at a point where. He has to do extra, like when LeBron was at the point, I think LeBron had to do extraordinary things, obviously extraordinary, but like, I think he had to go above and beyond to win MVPs at certain points. I, um, now I think Mahomes has to go above and beyond. He can't just be a top five quarterback and win it. He has to be like top one going away. Allen's not good enough. His team success isn't good enough. Burrow it obviously is out. It really comes down to me. Lamar hurts and Dak, and it would probably honestly will to me come down between hurts and Dak. And I think the Eagles Cowboys game might ride a lot on that. And I, I do feel like Cowboys Mahomes if right now. I think. Sorry, I do feel like if Mahomes just had a couple of explosive games with this weak ass receiving core that he has that that would like people would be more than happy to vote him for MVP with that. Um, so that's, that'd be a narrative for it, but I think back it's to really, back's tough toe too. You have, to, that's the hard thing. Uh, my next and last question before we move on to Tim would be, what would be the dollar amount you'd put? How confident are you that Dak wins MVP? How much would you be willing to put on it? Only like a, 15 or 20 i'm not like com- i'm not super confident in it it's not like a crazy i'd put 200 down on it or anything i just think how the league i think how the league is going it's either gonna be jalen hurts mvp because we feel he should have won it last year but he got injured and he's leading his team to possibly a 14 and 3 record something like that 15 and 2 record Lamar got the one seed in the AFC and uh, played very well down the stretch. We want to give it to him, but also his being a second MVP. That's a, I feel like you have to put a little more on that. And then there's the Cowboys where you, if you kind of, if you're playing well in the spotlight, which is all Dak has for the remainder of the season is spotlight games. That's what I would put it on. And I would, like, I think you're right, Kyle. I think you possibly could give it to, in a sense, I think you're right because you can give it to maybe a player like McCaffrey, Tyree Kill if he goes for 2K, uh, depending on what defensive players, like, this would be the year for it, but I don't see it happening. I don't actually think it happens. So I would think it's between Hurts, uh, Dak, and Lamar with Mahomes having an outside chance just because it's Patty but I don't have confidence in that. Tim, what you got? All right. It's weird because for a second when I was thinking about it, I was like, should I say Dak MVP? But then Keenan said it, so I can't say it. So I have two. Do we have Jaylen two Dak Hertz MVP back? Goes on. It was like in my brain just because the stats are there. He could literally just be in the conversation because of all these bad teams he's played. He has beat up on them. So by the end of the season, he could be right in there statistically with all those 
other people and then the records are going to be pretty similar so i think you could have them in the conversation at the end of the year but what i think is going to happen is jalen hurts actually goes on a tear throughout the rest of the season and solidifies himself as the mvp i think that's more likely to happen than dak winning it Um, so that's one two the chiefs will be the one seed in the afc i just peaked at their schedules. I think they have an easier schedule coming up and they're only one yeah. one loss behind. So and they have the, if the Ravens have a better conference record. So exactly. they just have the same record. So if the Ravens they play the 49ers, that could be an L. Uh, the Dolphins and then the Steelers, that's a toss up. You have no idea. Um, and then the Jags too, I think. Yeah, you were you were saying the Jags could be a realistic um, competition at least. So I think Chiefs get the one seed just because they're end of the season. I only really think they have the chance to lose one of these games, unless the Chargers game flips and then they lose two. And even at that, they could still be the one seed by losing two. And then this third one, you got to stick with me on it because it's kind of a weird one. Okay. I love the I love the Texans. I want to say I love the Texans, but this involves them missing the playoffs. This is kind of a bold one. The Indianapolis Colts will be a reason they will be the eliminator. They will eliminate three teams from the playoffs this year, and they will make the playoffs as the seventh seed. They will eliminate the Steelers when they play them. They won't eliminate them, but they'll be a big reason why they lose. Okay. They'll beat the Falcons. They'll be a big reason why they lose because that division's so close. Okay. And then week 18, they'll beat the Texans to take the spot away from them. Okay, so you have the Colts going ten and seven. They might even be better than that. Okay, so if the the Colts are eleven win teams, why do why do we have why do we have confidence in Gardner Minshew and the crew? This team is weird. They're just good. They can play. Yeah, and they can play up to competition. Every team they've they've never been truly like blown out this year. They've been in every single game. I just love it. I think it's got to be the coaching tree, the Sirianni coaching tree. It's just working. And and here we are. The Colts, like, low-key are playing way better than anybody would have thought they would with a backup QB. Even with Richardson, I don't think they would be putting him at this good. Um, I looked at it today. The odds, odds makers have them plus 100 to make the playoffs. That's really close to even. even That's like... Yeah, yes, so I like it. I like their schedule, too. I think they could realistically win five of these last six games. Uh, Titans, Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, Texans. They could realistically win all of those games. I'll say this. We talked okay. about the back end of the um, AFC playoff picture. I have nothing against the Colts. I don't hate the Colts. That's the team I'd want to see the least. I'd even rather see the Browns with their backups in the playoffs before the Colts Absolutely. and the Colts do have good skill players, but I would just be like, whatever when it came to the Colts, but you're right. I mean, they are sitting at the seven right now as we speak. Um, but that's the one I'd want to see the least out of all those teams personally, but I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So we got Colts love. We got Dak love. Um, look, I'll say this. These are the predictions I will give you entering wildcard weekend. Uh, we said you got to pick three out of, you know, Colts, Texans, Bills, 
Broncos. Chargers are technically still in the mix, even though they're really dead on arrival. There's a couple other teams in there that I'm not thinking of uh, that are in the back there. The Jets but are technically still in that. Jets. There is one more with five wins. Who am I not thinking of? There's someone else. Maybe oh, it's the also Ravens another one of. we do see Rodgers this season. You believe that? I don't think he he's will be out of. I think he's. I think he's full of shit. The reason why he's, I think he does it to prove a point. I think he just does it yeah. to prove. A, like I don't even think he has to do it for the playoffs. I think it's just to say like I came back with this. I don't think he's gonna be great. I think I don't he might think the throw Jets like allow three back. good balls. I don't think the Jets think will allow him to the step Aaron, on the field. The New York Aaron Rodgers would probably say yes if he said yes. I think they would. I really do. I think we see Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think we should. If Tim Boyle's still starting, they're putting Rodgers in, hundred percent. I don't know. I think you want to talk like about Aaron teams. Rodgers might be better than Tim Boyle. <laughs> Do you want to talk about teams that behooves to just lose out? The Jets would be up there too. So I mean, I I know the Jets are a dumb franchise, but I can't imagine that they'll say, "Okay, we're out of playoff contention. Let's just let Aaron Rodgers come back just to prove a point." If there's one franchise, it would be the Jets, but. Once again, I'll believe it when and I see it. They'll do it, it week eighteen against the Patriots. They'll do it week eighteen against the Patriots. The Patriots, if they lose, they get the one pick. If they win, they'll probably drop to the three. They will beat Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, and they will get to three. So we won't get Caleb Williams in New England, and we'll end up getting. We'll just get Marvin what? Harrison Jr. and run it back with Zap. I think they would beat him. I don't think either one of those quarterbacks will be back. Oh, they're trading. Who knows who the? I don't know who the hell the quarterback or they, they is trade, next year. They, if they don't get the one, they're trading down probably for something fun, and then they'll probably whatever. Like I would love Marvin Harrison Jr. I really would, but I'd also like someone to throw him the ball. I think that'd be cool too. So like hopefully for sure. they do something. I don't really know. Who knows? I wouldn't be mad at us taking a chance on the second or third round guy, uh, but that's forever down the line. And let's say this hypothetically comes true. And Rodgers is in their week 18 versus the Pats. I think they win because he would re-blow out his Achilles. I am 2,000% skeptical of that Achilles operation. Uh, to the point oh, where same. I don't even know. Like, I just think it's going to happen. Same. To the point where like, <laughs> if he. He's going to do it because they're going to perform. Let's say he does sit out, right? Let's say they don't bring him back. And he comes back. He's the week one starter next year. I'm still skeptical of the operation. Like he might have healed correctly, but the operation's still sketchy to me. Um, so I just don't know what to believe with him. I I would be. I think I would do an emergency podcast if Rogers truly comes back with the Achilles. Like I just can't imagine it. I, that would be peak Jets if they were like, yeah, no, we'll allow this 40 year old quarterback with one Achilles uh, coming off six months rest. Yeah, we'll allow him to take some snaps. Uh, I'll leave you with this, though. Back to the the back of the uh, AFC playoff picture. If I got to pick two teams right now, I'm going to roll with the Broncos and the Bills and hold my nose at it. The Bills, got a, they got a gauntlet to go through, but I think they're going to be there at the end of the day. Um, them, the Broncos, the Broncos have looked good. Their defenses look better. Russ has definitely got some mojo back, so I'm rolling with them. Uh, sorry to CJ Stroud because I do want to see CJ Stroud, but those are the two I'm rolling with. And then CMC MVP. That's what I'm rolling with. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, that's what we have for y'all today. I really can't. Warner Brothers Podcast. We will be back to forecast a 
a very interesting week 13. And we will officially be in the final third of the season. Uh, go follow us on Instagram. Go follow us on YouTube. Go follow us on TikTok. Go follow us everywhere you can find us. Go follow us on Live Take. Me oh. at Castro. Oh. Keenan at Keenan oh. J. Warner. What's up? Kyle, did you pause for? Did you see the live take beef I'm in right now? Beef I'm in right now. I saw something about it, and I meant to message you about it, uh, but I didn't really understand it. So I just, uh, what's going I, on? You got a live I didn't take understand beef? it either, Kyle. I guess so. I'm on. So I'm just scrolling through the app. Like obviously, you can scroll through the takes. I can show it here. Everyone can just scroll through the takes. You can drop whatever you like. What hate about the takes? I scroll to this I saw one right say. here. Is Keenan Warner the worst user on this app? (laughs) One says next question, obviously meaning yes. The other one says there is worse. There's 10 people that voted for next question, including myself, two that voted for worse. I then messaged this guy who's kind of in charge of it. I was like, is there any way that I can get in contact with this guy to set up a challenge? Because like, I need to know why I'm particularly the worst. I mean, I've just got to follow each other. Just posted different things. Oh, he's following me now. And then I said, my take is, is it mandatory that I have to have a challenge with this guy? And I, yes. I guess I, one it's that time and then said, nah, you're that fine. He's fine. And he put, it's mandatory. It's that time to have a challenge. So here within the next like week, I think I'm going to head to head with this guy. Don't know why. His name is Liam Donovan. No idea who he is, but I'm in live take beef right now. Oh, and then somebody else. In funness, posted something out. Yeah, it's personal. I don't know why, but um, um, Keenan Warner burner thirteen. Does Keenan Warner still live with his parents? One hundred percent or child or child bed? I'm gonna put one hundred percent. Four people child. say that. Three people said childhood bed. What does Keenan Warner burner is now an account on there? So does Keenan Warner still live with his parents? I had no idea about that burner until this exact second. So you guys are seeing my live reaction to this. And then basically uh, this guy here. And then this guy right here posted live tape beak. Who you got? Um, Do no does. Dono does. Whatever his name is. Or Keenan Warner. And I'm leading right now six to five. So. I'm very, very confused as to why that is a thing, but I guess Keenan Warner, Keenan Warner burner was just made, and that's the only take on it thus far. So okay, <laughs> I'm in beef on live take, and I have no idea why. But shout Polarizing out live take, it's live a take. great app. I guess Big I don't even know take. what I did. I don't even know what I did. I've posted things like, oh, is Curry going to be able to win a third MVP? Oh, WNBA stuff. I literally just post regular things for takes. Pretty interesting. Then you and I go back and forth on it. I haven't said anything crazy. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, shout out live take. <laughs> but I'm in beef right now. So, Well, to follow <sighs> Keenan and his that. polarizing account, go follow Keenan. Is it Keenan J. Warner or just Keenan Warner? Just Keenan Warner. Um, then you can go to Keenan Warner's burner, apparently. Uh, D-O-N-O-D-O-E-S. Duno does. You can follow him there, too, because he's the one that started this alleged beef. Shout out his ops. Uh, like we're... Listen, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We don't run from anything. 
We don't run from anything over here. <laughs> well, I'm interested to see how this live take beef carries out. Can't wait to see. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do my research on this, actually, after we leave. Uh, and then uh, what's the score on the Monday night game? <laughs> Three nothing Bears. The Bears were up. The Bears had like a um 112 yards of offense in the first half a uh, first quarter and the, field goal. and the vikings had negative seven vikings are starting to move the ball now via penalties but yeah dobbs has two game. picks yeah no it's, joshua dobbs it's like we're we're looking we're looking neck and neck right now it's honestly well, scary anyways well once again Go follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, that's about it right now. I would say Twitter and Facebook, but those are kind of defunct. So TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, follow us. Go follow us on Live Take, me at Castro, Keenan at Keenan Warner. It's iOS only. Go get yourself an iPad if you're not willing to depart with the Android. If you got to throw the Android, throw the Samsung, throw the Google phone away. If you got to go get that iPhone, go to the App Store. Go, go download Live Take. even. <laughs> an iPod, yeah. Go go to your nearest uh, thrift store, whatever the hell you'd call it. What the go fuck? Uh, a, pawn shop. Go to a pawn shop. Get yourself. Go get, you get yourself an iTouch iPad or iPod, and then just follow yourself the beef, a series. Apparently, we got the whole cattle over here in Live Take. And follow the gang on Live Take. That's what it is. Listen, fellas, I will see you on Thursday. Can't wait for that show. Thank you, listeners. Hope y'all had a safe and fun Thanksgiving. Peace, everybody.